Let's connect now with Jim Kaichek. He is the executive director of the Illinois Sheriff's Association joining us on WMAY. Uh, Jim, thanks for taking time. And I didn't know about this hearing Wednesday uh, until I had a state lawmaker kind of you know, put it in my ear saying, hey, uh, the Illinois uh, Criminal Justice Information Authority, they're getting ready to talk about qualified immunity Wednesday. Uh, and I asked for the, uh, the, the proposals from the uh, Criminal Justice Information Authority uh, because they had the hearing posted, but they didn't have the proposals posted. They just posted those yesterday for a meeting that's going to happen Wednesday. Uh, What's in these proposals and how does it impact law enforcement? Thanks for taking time with us. No problem. Glad to be here. I appreciate you reaching out. A couple things. I mean, this, this, first of all, is kind of the culmination of several different task force hearings. If folks remember during the discussion of House Bill 3653 back last January, one of the components of that bill was to establish a task force uh, on constitutional rights and remedies, and it outlined who the participants would be uh, within the language of the bill. So here we are today, and they originally had set a date of May 31st to have a report done by. Uh, didn't achieve that, and the group hadn't met or been formed at that point in time, and then extended the date to the end of October. Obviously, we didn't meet that either, so here we are in December uh, talking about what's supposed to be constitutional rights and remedies, but what's been zeroed in on is qualified immunity. And so for people who don't know what qualified immunity is, boil that down uh, in, in layman's terms and how uh, that impacts uh, people doing their jobs in law enforcement. Well, law enforcement specifically has qualified immunity, and qualified immunity is a federal court doctrine that was established by the courts that provides a, a limited shield to law enforcement members. And when I say limited, that means that they have to be acting in their their best faith knowledge about what they understand the Constitution and the laws to be. So if they make a mistake based on this, you know, the split second decisions that one's forced to deal with the law enforcement, this could provide them some limited coverage if, in fact, they thought that they were in good faith acting and were unaware uh, of issues that that could maintain constitutional challenges uh, that they may have violated. So that's all it does. And just to give you an idea. Um, judges have absolute immunity, which means they can never be challenged in terms of their decisions. Legislators have absolute immunity and means they can never be challenged in terms of the decisions they make. But all government workers, not just law enforcement, have what's called qualified immunity. And that's to give them the ability to make decisions and do things that are in the best interest unless they are aware that they are absolutely violating somebody's constitutional rights. We're talking with Jim Kaichek at 744 here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. He's with the Illinois Sheriff's Association. I've seen letters uh, in the packet of materials about this proposal. Uh, I haven't read all the way through it. It's it's dozens of pages, but it's got the ACLU in there. It's got a couple of different, uh, I think, municipalities in there. It's got the Illinois Association of Chiefs of Police. So what's your understanding? What's going to happen Wednesday? Are they going to bring up these proposals, debate them and pass them? Or what exactly are they looking to do with qualified? qualified immunity. You, you, you outlined it correctly. I mean, that, I believe their intention is to call up each one of the individual recommendations that were made in that document and have a vote on that recommendation. Obviously, from our perspective at the Sheriff's Association, along with FOP and the chiefs, our opinion is, is that qualified immunity works today. And, and it, to challenge qualified immunity and allow for individual litigation to be filed, civil litigation against individual officers is a tremendous mistake. 
And so we're opposed to any change based on that. I'll just speak on behalf of the Sheriff's Association. I mean, we are opposed to any change associated with that would negatively affect one's one's immunity right now. But yes, they will go through them one by one. Jim, uh, we've seen uh, you know the the uh, different waves of crime uh, in the past two years that's happened, uh, smash and grab uh, happening in larger cities and some pretty high end retail. We've seen uh, a variety of different um, uh, protests that turn into uh, you know property damage, uh, significant property damage. We've seen. Uh, you know, a variety of different uh, laws come together in states like Illinois and elsewhere, dealing with cash bail and changing that, uh, dealing with uh, different types of provisions to uh, restrict law enforcement. Uh, how does this fit into that? And uh, is this something that uh, is causing uh, law enforcement to have problems getting uh, proper staff to uh, to be on the streets? Absolutely. Everything you just cited is absolutely this will further exacerbate an existing problem of retention and recruitment of, of individual officers. Now, I've heard members of, of this group, particularly I'm going to point out the ACLU, well, if, if people are concerned about elimination of qualified immunity, then we probably don't want them as police officers anyway. Well, <laughs> that, that's easy for somebody to say that's never been in the footsteps of a police officer, that you just eliminate it. Um, where we sit today, I mean, we're already, obviously, as you indicated, we are in a situation where Crime is, is spiking in most places, and quite honestly, um, our legislature ha- has gone to the extremes of eliminating accountability for those that commit crimes and place more in, in increased accountability uh, on law enforcement, which I don't have a problem with accountability for law enforcement, never have. Um, but there's some sort of misnomer or misbelief out there that law, law enforcement hasn't been accountable to date. If we look at the, the cases that have occurred that got the spotlight across the country, Uh, Derek Chauvin being one, he was held accountable for his actions. I mean, not only did the family get a a civil litigation against that officer in the police department that paid them, um, more specifically and rightfully so, they also put him in prison. I I don't know how people could be held more accountable and for statements to be made that we're not held accountable today. It's just ridiculous. So what's the trajectory here? If they pass these recommendations, does that go into bill form and then lawmakers try to uh, add this to the uh, sweeping uh, changes they brought about to law enforcement at the tail end of uh, uh, the previous General Assembly? Yeah, I mean, I think that their plan, they've already got a bill and it's House bill if they went forward with this one, but it's certainly one that's been referenced repeatedly in these discussions. And that's House Bill 1727. And it's called the, the Bad Apples in Policing Accountability Act. Well, Nice title, um, but yeah, they, their intention would be is to try to move forward with that legislation, which what in essence it does, it doesn't just affect qualified immunity. The way the bill is written, it is so broadly drafted that it could be any sort of detention of any individual. And this was one last spring where we were adamantly opposed and we remain adamantly opposed because I think this will create all kinds of frivolous litigation across the board. Um, and I think that it's going to further jeopardize our ability or impact our ability to recruit good officers to come back and to get existing officers to stick around. Um, my hope is, is that the General Assembly has made enough changes to police accountability uh, and training and uh, criminal justice reform that this is one of those issues that, that should not move forward. And, and again, uh, law enforcement will be adamantly opposed to this. What does this mean for uh, heading into the primaries? I, I hate to get political on this, but I mean, these guys who and gals who make votes at the state house, they run for office. What does this mean for uh, the primary and also for the November election if they uh, if they advance these things? 
Well, I, I tell you, I mean, if you're concerned about rising crime rates in your community, and many legislators are, um, they're also concerned about retention and recruitment of officers because our numbers are down. Uh, specifically, I can speak just for sheriffs. Sheriffs only. We have 102 sheriffs in the state. We've lost 17 this year. 17. I mean, that, that is unheard of. So when you, when you talk about things like that, it, it is a political issue. If you're concerned about crime spiking in your communities, one of the biggest deterrents that you could have is a police officer. So to no longer have police officers holding the ranks like they, they normally would uh, creates a, a monumental problem moving forward, and this will only make it worse. Jim Kaichek, he is the uh, executive director of the Illinois Sheriff's Association here on WMAY. Greatly appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we'll see you sooner than later because uh, they're going to be back early January. Uh, and if I don't talk to you before the uh, the, the holidays and New Year, uh, enjoy it, all right? Take time with your family. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you.